You're listening to Midlife State of Mind Podcast, hosted by Aaron Beadle and Belinda Fleming, two gals who dish on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life. Each episode, you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as they cover all the topics you need to know about midlife. Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind. We're your hosts, Erin Beadle. And Belinda Fleming. Thank you for joining us today for another episode. We want to shout out to all the Oklahoma listeners. We appreciate your support. We are very grateful that you are enjoying our content. And any of our listeners that feel like our episodes resonate with you, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and a review of your favorite episode on your favorite listening platform. This helps us reach more people and create even greater content for you. We always appreciate when we get a written review. We read each one together and we actually get a little giddy. Today we are going to be talking about facing your fears. And I have to tell you the backstory of why we chose this topic at this time. I recently returned from a 10-day trip to Switzerland where I faced some of my fears. I have three major fears in my life. Mm -hmm. Fear of heights, fear of sharks, and fear of snakes. And I remember when I was turning 40, I told Jeff, I want to face one of my big fears. And I had thought, I'm going to jump out of a plane. But I have a heart condition. And one of the things that they say when you go to jump out of a plane, it's like, if you have a heart condition, you can't jump out of a plane. So then I was like, well, can I swim with sharks um, off the coast of South Africa? You could. Yes. <laughs> I could. And I was like, no, I'd probably die from fear. So then with snakes, I've gotten over some of that fear. But when I was in Switzerland, one of the activities or two of the activities that we did, one was I did paragliding, which is where you strap yourself into this harness. And I had a guide, shout out to Steph in Switzerland. And we run and run and run and run and run and you run off this basically cliff, cliff kind of, (laughs) and it takes you airborne. You go about 3000 feet up. You're up there for about 15 to 20 minutes. You're high, so high that you can't really, the actual scale is lost on you, you know, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's a house. (laughs) It looks like a tiny little speck. And then I also did something else where I canyoneered, where you're jumping into moving water. And and I'm not scared of water. I can swim and I'm not worried about that. But just jumping into dark water is a little bit terrifying. So I told Belinda, we've got to do an episode on facing your fears because every single person has some fear. Right. And everyone feels fear fear at some point in their life, it's normal to avoid the fears that you have, right? I mean, it's an adaptive behavior that's basically kept you safe. And it's normal to avoid your fears. Wouldn't you agree? I think that people often stay in their fears because familiarity feels safer than the unknown. And so it's a comfort zone thing that keeps you in the fear. And sometimes you're even attached to the fear. You associate with it, you know. Well, it's an adaptive behavior because by staying in your fear, it's usually because you're trying to keep yourself safe, either physically, emotionally, mentally, because you're like, okay, if I don't do this, I'm going to stay safe. But it also then, like you said, it limits you. Well, you won't have as fulfilling of a life if you can't step out of that comfort zone. And so I think it's really very wonderful, I'm going to applaud you, for facing the fears that you did with this adventurous spirit. But everyone doesn't have to go out and and paraglide. They don't have to do something like major adventure. It could be something like having hard conversations. It could be, there's so many fears that the, the gamut of fears is as broad as the types of people that walk the world, right? Absolutely. 
One thing that's really interesting is that we are only born with two innate fears. Do you want to guess what they are? I believe I know the answer, so I'll let you share it with okay. our listeners. So babies are born with the fear of falling. They've done studies where they'll have babies crawling on a hard surface, and then it has like a plexiglass. And as the baby gets closer to the plexiglass where they don't see that there's something in front of them to, to crawl on, they stop. And the other thing is fear of loud noises. And both of those fears, what scientists assume, they all are connected to the amygdala, which we've talked about, that oldest part of your brain that's always the watchdog and designed to keep you safe. And let's be honest, loud noises are extremely jarring and it really jolts not only the nervous system, it even jolts the heart. So I can see where that is something that isn't good for us. Right, because it's a startle reflex. But the reason that, that you have that fear of loud noises that you're born with it is back in the caveman days when you had predators, you know, the saber-toothed tiger would make a big loud noise. Danger, and... a loud noise meant life-threatening. Exactly. Right. But Nowadays, most of our fear is a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. We learn it from our parents, maybe because if you ever have seen the mom at the playground and the child is like going up on the slide and the mom's like, be careful, don't fall. You're instilling in your child to be fearful when the child would ultimately be very adventurous. But you're right, the parenting style does affect the outcome of the child's belief system and their nervous system. Right. Or maybe they saw a friend as a child learning to ride their bike and they fell and they busted out their tooth. And so they're like, oh, bikes are dangerous. We end up learning these fears. So we do have to understand the patterns and the different scenarios that have created what our awareness is of a fear. Because like you said, it could have been that your mom kind of told you that you had this fear, but do you really even have the fear? (laughs) Exactly. So we have to kind of unravel this intricate web of fear. And then when we do that, then we can begin to break free from it. Well, and like you were saying that fears can be anything from heights or... Or they can be, I have several friends who are too scared to go into a restaurant alone and eat by themselves. So it can be something trivial. And that's why they would rather just go through a drive through and go home and eat it, right? right? You and I both are very comfortable in public settings because we rarely meet a stranger. The next person is who might be our next friend, right? Right, right. You're only a friend because I haven't met you. So facing our fear in public is also something that is very important that we should address because especially think about pandemic. Once we had the, went through the pandemic and we all got accustomed to being at home all the time, going back out into the world was a challenge for a lot of people. And it did cause anxiety. So because of the, the pandemic. Well, that did bring for a lot of kids too, because I mean, it made me fearful. And if all you're doing is listening to news. Exactly. I was like, we're all going to die. And I remember going to the grocery store and my dishwashing gloves, <laughs> <laughs> my mask, you know, I had friends who would bring their groceries home or maybe have them delivered and they'd let them sit in the garage for two days. Yeah, if you think about it, the behaviors that we all that were prevalent during that time period I mean, it's really mind-blowing because we were operating from a place of fear. We've never lived through a pandemic. But what I told Jeff too is that, because he was like, we need to let our mail sit out. I said, look (laughs) if it can kill me through the mail I want to be one of the first to go. I don't want to be in an apocalyptic situation where I'm one of the last ten people on earth, right? right? I'm too old to have babies. I can't repopulate the earth. (laughs) 
also, I think back to my oldest son when I um, first moved up to Atlanta and we lived in a house and our neighbor's dog chased him one day. It was mm-hmm. like a little dog and he was scared of dogs for a while. And we had to basically work through the fear so that he wouldn't be scared of dogs. He was still kind of scared of raisin. I agree that all of us, so if, if we didn't learn the behavior from someone, we definitely have a fear because of something that happened in our life that was fearful, right? right. We have a right You're to chased be. by a dog. And so facing that fear, it might just involve small, gradual steps to get us to a place where we can actually work through whatever anxiety it caused us. So it is, you have to be truly mindful about, okay, he has a legitimate reason to be fearful. And now what can we do that's just small, gradual steps to, to undo that? And I didn't minimize his fear. We just talked about it and figured out why he was scared and what was going on in his head and how he could handle it differently and now he has a dog and he walks dogs at the pound he volunteers so we definitely work through it but and there's people who are grown adults who have never learned how to swim because they're scared of water so they just have this fear that that maybe started as a small fear when they were like six or seven because they either they were told that the water was dangerous but a lot of times fear if you feed it it grows right and so the more that you feed it it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it becomes so out of proportion it becomes so overpowering that it paralyzes you. But then if you think about fears, like you were saying, fears of having hard conversations. Because again, most people don't like discomfort. They don't like to feel uncomfortable. You know, we want to be, being comfortable is comfortable, but it also limits you. It keeps you inside that safety bubble that keeps you from, you know, what do they say? Your growth happens right outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. That's where the growth happens. And while I will say that doing the paragliding, I still have a fear of heights, but it made me face it and say, okay, I faced it. It may not be something like I'm not a thrill seeker by nature. And some people are, there are some, a segment of the population that doesn't feel fear like the general population, if you will, or the majority of people, but I'm not going to probably be jumping out of planes next, but I, I feel good that I was able to actually do it because there was a time leading up, you know, that I was like, am I going to be able to do it? And then I'm like, you're doing it. Well, I wanted to share an acronym for facing our fears, facing every anxiety realistically and conquering our fear, starting with F, familiarize yourself with what are your fears and then understanding where it comes from. Then you can begin to acknowledge it. So if you don't spend time thinking like, where did this even begin? So it is important to sit with it, even labeling your fears. Like if you're just going through life and you're not connecting the dots. You can group them even. Yes. Like group your fears together. If they're physical fears of adventurous things or if they're emotional fears, if you can see if you have a theme maybe. And then E, evaluate. So evaluating would be determining, is this a rational or an irrational fear? And I know in the bio that we have on our Midlife State of Mind podcast website, you have an irrational fear of sharks. Mm -hmm. We live in a landlocked area of Georgia. And so that would be labeled irrational because a shark isn't going to sneak up on you today. But if you're at the beach, then it would be rational if you're getting in the ocean. Yeah, and I grew up in Savannah. Yeah, so (laughs) so you do have to evaluate. Is this irrational? Is it rational? And then objectively assessing your fears. Well, one thing people can do is you can build a fear ladder. You can rank your fears from the least scary to the most scary. And that way you can then be able to, like you said, evaluate them. Yeah, that's an objective 
evaluation of it so that then it makes more sense. Like, okay, this fear, I might try to face this. Maybe this one is... Um, Beyond my comfort zone. Right. So I think that's good, getting to know yourself. And then A, acceptance. Learning the power of acceptance. So sometimes we don't get to conquer the fear. Sometimes the fear is always there. But in your situation, you made this huge leap off the side of a mountain to try to conquer that fear. And I'm sure that that your body, your physical body had symptoms, right? What were your symptoms? Well, the whole time I was like, okay, what happens if this harness breaks? Not the whole time. Several times as I was gliding through the air, because you're in this harness and it's attached to these parachute things. I was like, do you think I could hold onto the straps if the harness breaks and I'm hanging? (laughs) So you really were facing every anxiety. You were going through each anxiety up in the air. And then you're rationally trying to work yourself through it. I said, you would be able to hold on. So it would be okay. And he would be able to get us down. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to enjoy it. Because now I know that I can hold onto these little straps if my butt fell out of the bottom of the harness. Well, how did you manage the physical symptoms of that fear? Well, I just always take full inhales and exhales and like just, I was calming down my nervous system and just saying, you will be okay. On a scale of one to 10, how high was your anxiety or fear? Surprisingly, it wasn't as high as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like an eight and I would say it was a five. The last letter of fear, resilience, discovering strategies that build resilience. And that would be putting yourself in these situations. So you actually set up uh, an opportunity for you to practice pulling from this memory, this experience, and that builds resilience. And it is wonderful because now you've given yourself this mental talk the whole time you're doing the actual adventure, you are giving yourself this mental self-talk that's a pep talk and you're like, I can do this. I can do this. So now the next time you have a challenging fear that you face, you're going to be that much more resilient and know how to face it because you know you have the tools within you to do it. What I could have done, let's just say, if I was wanting to really get myself exposed to that fear, I could have started by maybe going to a lighthouse and getting up high and, you know, gradually increasing the exposure Exposure. level of whatever fear it is. So maybe if it's the fear of eating in a restaurant, maybe the first time you just go in and get an appetizer and a drink and then the next time you have a full meal. And so gradually kind of increasing your exposure to the fear and seeing how you handle it, practicing like you said, a strategy of just accepting the fear. And, you know, fear, again, I mean, it is what has kept us alive as a human race, but fear in and of itself isn't going to kill us, right? I mean, we just have to learn how to handle those feelings. And that's why we always prescribe breathing, like breathe it out, breathe through it. Then you do, you build up this resilience that is going to carry over into other aspects of your life. I agree. I wanted to say one thing that is, I think, a powerful thing too is that when you do face a fear is rewarding yourself like acknowledging that you faced a fear whatever it is you know and so we like went out and celebrated after we did the paragliding oh my god give me a high five I actually did it that's positive reinforcement totally and well deserved yeah yeah it's it's awesome Well, and in closing, I wanted to share a quote by Martin Luther King Jr., who was a pioneer in facing fears. He did lots of very brave things in the civil rights movement, where obviously then he lost his life. He said, we must build dikes of courage to hold back the flood of fear. 
Hopefully, today's episode inspires you to face one of your fears in some small way, maybe taking one small step. And that way, by doing that, you're building confidence and resilience in yourself. And that's what we always want to inspire our listeners to do. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, keep your fear in check and keep moving forward with that adventurous spirit. Absolutely. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. This has been an E-Squared production. 